We'd like to dedicate this year uh, for Fushleima, for a newly born grandson, Tinek Ben Rachel, who hopefully will be having surgery today uh, to get the breathing process in proper order. And uh, everything until then and after that uh, needs to go, of course, as hoped for. So all the tefillahs, especially uh, tomorrow in the Tzlicha uh, Zabahab, we have the Tzlicha uh, for and my Friedman recommended uh, to have in mind during that slicha for Tinek ben Rachel. Okay. So, tonight's topic, uh, if I uh, remember correctly, was if I accept the plan of Hashem, can I daven for what I want? Um, maybe and it sounds like, um, is it okay to? But the main intention of that title is really a matter of how is it really possible? Is it really possible? Can we combine the ability to accept everything from Hashem in a true, sincere way, uh, while at the same time asking for what we want also in a true, sincere way? Are those two things um, combinable? Uh, simply, it would seem to us that uh, there's somewhat of a contradiction. If there's something that I want, and uh, I'm trying to receive it, and I'm davening to receive it, then um, I have my own personal desires that's active, that is fully functioning. I'm accepting the plan of Hashem. That means that I'm willing to put my personal desires aside. And then, can I really daven for them to be fulfilled? Can I really have bitachon that Hashem will grant me what I'm hoping for if um, at the same time I'm willing to accept whatever Hashem has in mind in His plan? That means I'm accepting Hashem's plan. I'm not uh, invested, so to speak, in what I want. And how can I be relying upon Hashem to give me what I'm hoping to receive if I'm fully accepting the plan of Hashem? Uh, Does anybody hear a a valid question here? For once, yes. Okay, that's quite encouraging. now, I have to sort of um, put out there, uh, this Sashir uh, is sort of um, a late development, because initially Rabbi Goldman was on the schedule, as I'm sure you saw. Uh, so I'm uh, fully okay, maybe it should always be that way, with um, people participating and helping to bring out if the ideas that are relevant over here and uh, the personal experience that is relevant, which is a major part of what we're trying to include always. Um, so I think one first step should be, um, how do we know, just to clarify, how do we know that both elements are definitely correct? That willingness to and capacity to accept everything from Hashem 
and also the concept of davening for our own desires and having faith and trust in Hashem to help us to be successful, to give to us what we are hoping for or trying to accomplish. So I think we have clear uh, basis and support for each concept. Um, of course, when it comes to accepting the plan of Hashem, of course, the Seichel uh, certainly supports that. We have the principle called Ma'adav Rachmar Latav Ovid, and um, there's a specific uh, a Mishnah that talks about Bimavarech for anything that person has to experience Bismcha, uh, just like when something is more uh, pleasant and uh, easily discernible as good. And um, perhaps a very, very powerful source for it, well, this wasn't sent out yet, maybe it should be, is the Derech Hashem by the midst of Kriyashma, where he says very clearly that's included in the Indian of Kabbalah's Al Malchashamayim is a person's willingness to accept anything from Hashem up to the point of supreme sacrifice, not to be rejecting anything that is coming to us from Hashem and be fully willing to accept whatever Hashem brings to me, Kabbalah of Akoil. And he says that a person does that, he's credited as if he actually experienced it. At least, uh, I guess, there's some, some madrega of it. If it's a real sincere acceptance in his part of a true readiness for anything that will come to him from Hashem, he is credited with that. So that's included in this primary mitzvah, this primary Indian, Kabbalah's Omal Choshamayim, is certainly a, uh, a great Torah uh, principle that we should all aspire to and try to achieve. So, of course, we need to have that meter. On the other side, how do we know that we are supposed to daven for what we feel we need? How do we know that we're supposed to be relying upon Hashem to help us to succeed in what we're trying to accomplish? And to rely upon Hashem to give us everything that we need. Well, of course, um, the Yisraeli Bitochen is very relevant to that. And Rebbeinu Yoyna spells out with regard to the Midah Bitochen on the Pasuk in Mishlei, Bechol Ehu, that it's not even sufficient for a person to have full, complete trust in Hashem in his heart to the degree that he knows fully, clearly that any success that he has is only from Hashem. Everything that he has is from Hashem. Nothing could take, no one could take anything away from him. He will not be concerned by competition opening up down the block in the slightest degree as we talk in And yet not sufficient, he says. Shalom is teaching us, he has to also attach the bitachon to the Pratim, to the particular aspects of life. And he spells out very clearly that anything that a person is attempting to do, he should rely upon Hashem, hope to Hashem, rely upon Hashem to help him to be successful in that endeavor. He says that there may be people who 
when they're coming to undertake a very uh, major venture, they're traveling overseas on a major business venture, there they will turn to Hashem and rely upon Hashem to help him. But that's not sufficient. Shalmelech is saying, In all your affairs, even the daily affairs of life, even simple things, certainly big things, but even ordinary things, a person should be turning to Hashem, hoping to Hashem, and relying upon Hashem to give him Hatzlacha in what he's trying to do. So clearly, he's indicating that there is a definite, great, important Torah need. He says the Gemara calls this a parashaktana shekol gufei Torah tluyimba, a small parasha that all the essentials of Torah, to have that great midah bitachan that is so significant, so fundamental to accomplish it properly, it needs to be attached to the actual, regular, daily affairs, wherever I'm trying to accomplish something. Of course, it doesn't mean that um, it's certain that everything that I'm trying to rely upon Hashem, I will succeed in. But my basic approach should be, I'm relying upon Hashem to help me to be successful. I'm not just saying that whatever Hashem decides is okay. I'm trying to do something as far as I could judge that it is correct to attempt to do and relying upon Hashem to help me to matzliach. And when it comes to, to davening, it's, uh, it's very clear from even the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, our tefillah should not be just as an obligation. Mishnah Ovos, I think it's the third parak, but it should be rachamim v'sachanunim v'sanei we're asking for Rachmim. We're asking for Hashem to fulfill our needs. Rabbi Melchus Tvila says before Chazal Mersakni the Nusach, every person would daven on his own. He would first give, give, say, praise to Hashem. Then he would ask for his needs, whatever he needed. And then he would give thanks to Hashem for everything that he has received already. So clearly, this is essential to tefillah, for a person to be aware and feeling what he needs, in touch with it, and asking for Hashem in a manner of asking for Rachmim to give it. So yet, it could be combined with, he's ready to accept whatever Hashem has in mind. Uh, now, there could be the possibility, we could think of it in the manner of sort of like at the first in the first stage, I'm hoping to receive what I want. I'm davening, I'm relying upon Hashem, hoping to Hashem to receive it, davening to Hashem to receive it. If for whatever reason it's uh, not forthcoming, then I'll be accepting of whatever Hashem has decreed for me. That's the second stage. They don't sort of function simultaneously. Because while I'm asking for what I want, then I'm focused on what I want. I'm not accepting yet of Hashem's plan. Um, maybe there could be the possibility of my feel having an impact on it. There's no question about that. The Sefer Ikrim spells out that there could be a Gzeira that could be changed through tefillah and through ma'isim tevim, 
It could have been nigzar on a person when he was on one level. And through the tefillah, through tshuva, he changes his level. He becomes a different person. He brings the example of Achav. There was the gzera against him. But he did tshuva. So then it was delayed. It was brought to the next generation. And he says clearly about tefillah as well. So there can always be that possibility that uh, the tefillah has, an impact, has a direct impact on what I'm able to receive from Hashem. But to say that it's sort of, you know, two separate stages. First, I'm focused on trying to get what I want. And then, if uh, that doesn't sort of turn out, or until it turns out, then I return to uh, accepting Hashem's decree. I don't know if that's uh, a good resolution. Especially because... There's some things where the tefillah could be ongoing. It could be a very long-lasting. Some tefillahs are answered um, sooner. Some are answered after much tefillah. Stiper says that when the Chazal say, Hamayach reikam, it doesn't refer only to a very long tefillah. It means a persistent, a consistent tefillah. It's, it's long-lasting because it's been, being done over a long period of time. So what happens in the meantime? He hasn't yet uh, been blessed with what he's hoping to receive. He's still hoping to receive it. Will there be no place during that period for accepting Hashem's plan in the meanwhile? So there has to be a way to combine my acceptance of Hashem's plan with my own experience of my feelings, what I see as what I what I sense as what I need, what's important to me, and the tefillah for it, and relying upon Hashem to receive it. If anybody has uh, anything to suggest, they're they're welcome to bring that to the table. That's not meant to put any pressure, just uh, it's an invitation. Remy, I thought the mitzvah says to have tefillah is that we're showing our Kodesh Baruch Hu that uh, this particular Indian is meaningful to us. So we're Kavi catching his attention by showing him the more that we're davening for this is it sarif he sees oh this is it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh wouldn't be an attention grabber, so I don't know how to put it uh, otherwise. But the, by the idea that we're continually doubting for it, so there, that's part of the mitzvah tefillah is that by, we need to ask for it. So they're not mutually exclusive. So, again, what I'm trying to get at is sort of the, 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 the what would appear to be some kind of a, an emotional contradiction. I think simply speaking, at least, you know, from one kind of a view, it would appear to us that accepting the plan of Hashem means I'm giving up. Accepting the plan of Hashem means giving up on what I want, my own desires. If I still maintain my own desire and I, and I still want 
what I think I need, what I hope for, what I was very important to me, can there at the same time be that ability to accept from Hashem and not negate it? Can I really combine my my personal desire and feeling with the same time accepting that Hashem has a, a supreme wisdom for me? Does one have to knock out the other? Is there anything that we could sort of utilize to help us make that combination where acceptance of Hashem's plan does not negate my feelings? My desire for what I want does not prevent me from accepting the the supreme plan of Hashem. So if I hear Rebbe correctly, then the idea of you talking about Hashem is obviously being able to accept what I don't want to accept, but yet there's still an answer of Kaviyah Hashem. Right. There's an includes, right. It definitely includes um, something that's, I would, you know, naturally um, not necessarily have wanted. At the same time, right, there's the Kaviyah Hashem to hope to yet. So, I'm not so okay with saying it's like some kind of a lechatchila b'diyevet. That my my lechatchila would be to get what I want. B'diyevet, I mean, after all, we never really know for sure what's good for us. And the question might even be able to be asked, how can we really daven properly, fully, correctly for something that we can't really be certain is what's good for us. Hashem may have a different plan. So why are we davening for something that may not really be for our best interest? Does it make sense? Rachman Sachnunim, Masin Kashem. Let's 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 pick a real life example. I'm applying for a job. As far as I can see, it's a good. It'll be very helpful to me. I'll be able to have a a good Parnassah from it. Everything looks right. I'm hoping to get it. I'm making proper shtadlis. I'm diving to Hashem to help me to be successful, to land this job. I do know that there could be things that I'm not aware of, that I don't know about, and why maybe there's some reason why it's not so good for me to get that job. So once I know that, can I really daven for it in a in a good, sincere way? Of course, there could always be the the added, you know, element of adding in. If Hashem knows is what's good for me, of course, it shouldn't be something that is in conflict with Hashem's plan. But it has to be a real. I have to make a, a assessment that this is good, especially where I have a real, real strong feeling for something. Something is a very powerful, natural. Feeling. I mean, the only real feeling that that we do in life is when there's something that we really need or we really sense very greatly. But we are aware intellectually, maybe Hashem has a, a different cheshben. So how are we combining those together? And they really work together in a in an integrated fashion.
or they, by definition, somewhat of a conflict. I would hope that we could find a way how they could work together. Mm. Hashem wants us to feel what we, worse than a seichel, the kawai, in a, in a proper way, in a, in a natural human way. He wants us to feel. He wants us to daven to us, to, to him, with that feeling. At the same time, of course, we're marked the ultimate wisdom and plan of Hashem that could be in place that we cannot know. So I think there's perhaps one Nakuda that could help us. That it really depends on what is the real goal of the tefillah. If the real goal of tefillah, if we perceive the real goal of tefillah is to get what we want, to to accomplish the end goal of receiving what we're davening for, um, then it's much more set up for this kind of conflict. The whole davening is for the sake of getting it. At the same time, I'm essentially accepting if I don't get it. And that's simply contradictory. But if we understand, or if we could take the approach that the real essential goal of the tefillah is not to gain what we are davening for. It's true that tefillah has a kayach to bring that about. And maybe that's all part of how it's designed today that we should daven sincerely. It's the real heartfelt asking from Hashem. But if you understand that the real primary goal of tefillah is not the actual end result, what then could it be? So Rabbi Simcha Zisel describes in, in, in concise, a very clear way in the first piece in Sefer Chachma Musa Chelek Beis that the essential goal of tefillah is to come to the Hakara of Hashem's Hashgacha Pratis, which is critical for our entire Vodas Hashem which is a fundamentally side of Emunah. But the world is set up in a way that this is hidden. Whatever we see in the world looks like natural cause and effect. So how can we come to recognize that there's only Hashem who is running all the affairs of our life and giving us all the ability that we have, and bring all the results that come about, even the ones that we can put a lot of effort in, like Ruchmi's areas, but we still need Hashem's major help. <coughs> so Rizla says, that's where tefillah comes in. And that tefillah has to be a real experience of turning and asking from Hashem to give us everything that we need. The same way that in a real life situation, an Ani would be pleading from an Ashir. 
but different, of course, that we're not trying to um, sort of affect emotions like in the human experience. But the form of it is asking for Hashem's Rachman. And that is the tzura, that is the definition of tefillah that we can employ. We're not trying to convince Hashem. We're not trying to control Hashem. But we are given a mitzvah to come with a personal audience and ask Hashem everything that we need and ask to be given it from the source of Rachman and Chesed. Not because we deserve it, not because we feel we deserve it, only because Hashem is Moli Rachmim and he can, only He can give it. And that is enabling us to recognize that this is the real truth, that only Hashem can give it. Hashem is the only one who is giving everything, always. And this is a major component to be able to recognize that, to ask Hashem of what we can understand as best we can is what we need will be good for us and helpful to us. And Hashem wants us to do that. So it's helping us to come to be makir, that Hashem is the one who is giving us everything that we have, that only He can, and that He is the one who does it, out of His rachmi. And that is not in conflict with accepting Hashem's plan. On the contrary, that supports it. And it helps us to realize that there's only Hashem who's running the entire world. Then we'll be able to see, oh, and he can have a plan that is, that is other than what I'm sensing, what I'm feeling, what I'm wanting. But he still wants me to be asking for what I'm wanting, while at the same time I'm recognizing and willing to accept that his plan might not make possible for this tefillah to be accepted. So the tefillah should never be in the manner of, I have to have this and you have to give it to me, which sometimes we could fall into. That becomes desperation. It should never be desperation, but it should be a sincere respect for our own needs, our feelings, and to use them as a way of making that connection with Hashem. Use them as the way to come to ask and thereby recognize that it is only Hashem who can give it to us. And the, the fact that we can at the same time recognize that there could be a plan that is greater, deeper, sees way beyond what we see, does not make it that we have, therefore, no place for our feelings. Hashem wants us to be using the real-life experience and to ask for what we need and to rely upon Him to help us see matzliach and what we're trying to do, to make that connection with Him, to give us that recognition of Him and His involvement, His personal involvement with us. And then the more that we're makir Hashem, the more that we're in touch, the more that we're remembering Hashem's all-encompassing power and all-encompassing rachmim and chesed, the more we are able to, at the same time, also be mekabel, whatever Hashem's plan might be.
for our life, and even in this given situation. It will not stop us from having our human desires. It will enable us to have them to the fullest degree and use them in the best way. And I guess, you know, as a symbol of this, not to make any comparisons between us and the people in the situation, but in, in the mice of the Akeda, where Avram Avinu is bringing Yitzchak, gladly, willingly, the human emotions are still present. Of course, Avram didn't seek any other understanding of Hashem's nevuah because it was, now Bag says, easy for him. But at the same time, he still felt all the full feeling for Yitzchak. There was no elimination of his real, true fatherly emotion and feeling and connection for Yitzchak. He was, he was crying when he brought the ayel in place of Yitzchak. Rabbi Yen brings and describes in detail Kala Voida Voida Aramina was crying as if he was Makar Yitzchak. But it was like the Chazal say, it was Shleimus Alein. It was with the Avas Hashem that enabled him to undertake that and experience that fully while the full human experience is still present. So Hashem wants us to have the human feelings and needs, ask for them, rely upon Hashem to help us with them, and we could still have at the same time a recognition of Hashem's greater wisdom, greater chesed, is more mrachim on us than we're mrachim on ourselves, of course, and be able to make that he has a kavanah. I think there's one last point that can help all of this very much. That is just to stay focused on the basic understanding of what is the meaning of our entire existence. What is the purpose of our existence? What is the whole meaning of our existence? Anything that we're asking for, what is it really all about? Our whole life, what is it really all about? Anything that Hashem has in mind for us, what is it really all about? Our whole life is nothing other than the means, the opportunity to enable us to come close to Hashem, to connect to Hashem, to reach the shlemus in the manner that is proper and needed for our neshama. So, what we see in life, what we feel we need, is real, is valid, is part of our true existence. But the overarching concept of our own self-understanding and everything Hashem is doing is only for the purpose of the ultimate maximum good that we could possibly achieve and receive. That's coming through our closest to Hashem. There could be all kinds of experiences that we need. We may not always understand exactly how to use them. We still don't understand why we're having them. But the mere fact that Hashem is giving us those experiences, those challenges, with all their complexity, with all their difficulty sometimes, with all their sometimes almost like strangeness, sometimes that's the hardest part. It's so hard to understand why this is even happening. Um, that is 
that is critical to help us to able to bear everything in the best way because we know that everything is really only amounting to Hashem's personal involvement with us to enable us to achieve that full, complete, maximal wants us to achieve. That defines everything that we are experiencing. Then we're not looking directly for our success in life from the material success. We will not be relying upon that to be the source of our feeling our success. We will understand ourselves truly, correctly. We are designed to be close to Hashem. We need many things in life. Rashiva used to say over many times from that a person can learn and keep all the mitzvos, but without going through the challenges of life, he cannot reach the shlemas. The life experiences. So we can hope that it should be benachas, like the Ramam says, when a person is enables him to be Isaac and Tyre mitzvahs without any difficulty. There's sometimes that we need certain challenges. We need to experience certain things and to rise above them. This is a way that can help us very much. That we are aware that is the ultimate purpose for everything. And then it becomes much more bearable. It's a different kind of a view. Okay, I think that's um, the extent of the presentation. Any uh, responses? Welcome, of course. Is everything clear? Uh oh. You could say no because that's better than nothing. It's never all clear. Okay, uh, what what should be repeated? I don't know. <laughs> okay, should we go back to the question and see if we answered it? That makes sense. Okay, so let, 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 let's try to let's, let's try to retrace our steps. The basic question was, um, how can we combine our davening for what we feel is our needs and the acceptance of Hashem's plan? How does one not conflict with the other? Sounds like the answer is that that. If you're asking in order to get it, then that means that you have one idea of what's best, and you know that Hashem might have another idea of what's best. But then the, the essential goal in my in my davening for it is to receive this. 
So that means that's like I'm invested in that per se. But when, instead, when I'm relying on Hashem to help me, and my my goal is essentially the success in that endeavor, then that's my essential focus: the success in that endeavor to get the job. So how can I accept not getting the job when everything that I'm doing is for the sake of getting the job? Okay, let's 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 spell the contrast. Mashin Kane if if my davening is really a way of expressing that Hashem's the one who controls whether I get it or not. And coming to recognize that, right? Um, Hashem is the one who can give it to me. They only ask someone for it if they wanna give it if they wanna do what's good for me and if they can. And all the other um Characteristics. I wouldn't say it that way. I wouldn't say that the tefillah is being done sort of al-tanai or al-safik. No, I, what I mean is the only time I would ask someone for something is if they're able to provide oh, it. Of course. And, and if they would want to, if it was good for me. So, so davening is a way of expressing and coming to the realization that Hashem is able to give me this and would want to give it to me if it's good for me. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it could be that sort of um, nuanced (laughs) and still be um, with the full feeling that we want. My, 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 my sort of gut feeling about it is that essentially I have to approach it that I'm supposed to ask for Hashem for what I could understand and feel is what I need. And ask and approach His Rachman and want to receive it and ask Him to receive it. But I do realize that that is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is this experience of coming to that recognition that it's Hashem who can give it to me. It's Hashem's rachim that is infinite that would provide it for me. That could provide it for me, even if I'm not really deservant of it. There's a basis, there's ample basis to ask for it and and, and thereby recognize it's only Hashem who can do it. And we find by uh, by Gauls Mitzrayim, Mina Bechaya says that uh, the tefillah came to Hashem Minu avoida that the tefillah that's most heard is the tefillah mitaych tzara. I think you know mitaych tzara. It's uh, sort of like motivated by the tzara, but that's one where a person truly recognizes that it's only Hashem who can help him. That's where it still takes effort. To, and humility to come to recognize that and to accept that reality and to turn to Hashem. It's not, it's not just, you know, out of desperation. Like some people think, uh, no atheist in a, hack, in a foxhole, what that means. It doesn't mean desperation. Well, that could happen also, like by Achav, you find that he, he was, he was mispal, if they're al-Safik. But essentially, a person has that koach within him. And this brings it out to recognize only Hashem can give it to me. So then 
if that is the real essence of what it's accomplishing, then it's not it's not absolutely contingent on receiving it. Like the tefillah has been accomplished. The tefillah has done its primary goal by my experiencing it, by my presenting it, by my living it, by my coming to recognize in the tefillah it's only Hashem who can give it and His Rachmanus is infinite. And then His Gzen, along with that, <laughs> certainly, hand in hand with that, whatever his, his Chachma decides is cooler to you. Okay, thank you. Okay, Thank you. Ken Yerbu. Good getting together. Have a very good night. Good night.